In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to Broads and Books. I'm Amy. And I'm Erin. And this is episode number 94, Path to Wellness. Sounds like we're just welcoming people into our cult commune out in the pasture. Yeah. Where there's just animals running around and a one single dude trying yes. to have sex with everybody. That or it feels like we stumbled upon some like really posh retreat center. Oh, yeah, that too. Like path to wellness. Uh-huh. And we can't talk for the first day <laughs> to get more in touch with ourselves. Right. All mm-hmm. the phones have been locked away. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things got weird fast. Let me tell you where this actually comes from. Yes, please do. So it's a song by the band Slater Kinney. Yes. It is also the album title. Slater Kinney. This album just came out recently. This is their 10th studio album. Did I ever mention that I'm fairly obsessed with Slater Kinney? I mean, I think in passing, but, okay. you know. Yeah. In yeah. fact, my book coming out this fall is named after the 1997 song and album by Slater Kinney. All that to say, they have a new song out, new album out. It's called Path of Wellness. And I loved the idea of sort of skewering all the things about wellness. Yes. Especially aimed towards women. Yes. Your multi-level marketing schemes, your culty cults, all the things. All of the things. Because let's be honest, most of the stuff aimed at women turns out to be multi-level marketing scheme, a cult, or just flim-flam shams. (laughs) Hucksters. Hucksters Hucksters and con women. Yes. Selling vagina eggs. Selling stuff that we don't need. We don't need it. No. You know, Aaron... You have had a brush with a multi-level marketing scheme that we sort of touched on in the past Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. on the show. But Mm -hmm. I would like you to tell our listeners Mm -hmm. the story of LipSense. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm naming it Lip Sense yeah. because come after me. <laughs> Seriously. I would love to get in a public war with you. I mean, it sounds like some of the um, disciples of Lip Sense might come for you. As they well. might. They yeah, might. Yeah. They might. Although I haven't heard about it in a while, so I wonder if it That's died true. fast. It maybe did. I hope because. Let me just explain to yeah, you. Yeah, that'd be great. This is the the foundation of what's wrong too with female friendship, right? Yes. Why do we do this to each other? Like we invite you invite your friends, quote unquote friends, to a party, and you want them to spend their hard earned money on products so that, that you're you can get fun. free products yes. and or money. Yes. It's a whole thing that I've never understood. No, and it's have a it's there's a long history of it. Long. When we were kids and before that it was Tupperware stuff. Mm-hmm. Now there's like sex toy parties. Pampered chef. Pampered chef. There's yeah. oils, there's everything. There is everything. And you got caught up. I in did. Sense. Because like other things, you get pressure. And then there's the social aspect attached to it where mm-hmm. it's like, well, I know this person, they're going to be offended. Or yeah. I work with this person, they're going to be offended. That was kind of the situation. I got sucked in. You sure did. I had to go. Mm-hmm. It was in another place, not in the city that I live. Not very far. <laughs> but... I think that's important because it felt like an alternative universe. It did. And it is a suburb that's, uh, that, that yes. feels like that. Yes. yes yeah, uh-huh. It does. And when I, I knew going in, I was going to know no one but the host, mm. which is true. I knew no one but the host. That's dangerous. I didn't even really understand what it was. Mm-hmm. So if you're unfamiliar with Lip Sense, it's a whole lip product line. Yes. That involves multi steps of things you put on your lips that yes. are, and then the idea is that the color stays on for, days yes i mean you can you can keep putting this gloss on the top of it but the color stays it basically like dyes your lips okay which makes you beautiful and well for all eternity yeah because or something yeah and if you know me even a little bit you should already suspect that i was going because i i don't normally wear anything on my lips maybe a chapstick (laughs) when i arrive right off the bat i was confused because this is at the time this will age it a little bit but at the height of like wine in a can Mm, when we were mm, first seeing like the seltzer wines in a can right and someone gave me one when i got there and i was very confused because i was like what is in a can and i'm cracking it open (laughs) and it was garbage right i had i tried not to spit it out Uh every no one was eating the food there was this whole display of food but of course no one was eating it there's all these women that were only talking about their running programs dieting they were decked out to the nines to come to this you know mlm presentation right so right away, I realized I need to get myself out. Yes. So the quickest way to get out is to buy something. Mm-hmm. So I'm front and center listening to this lady, and we have to do a demonstration. She wants to show us what it's like. My first red flag should have been when she asked what was on my lips. Uh-huh. And I said, no, I don't put anything. She's like, you haven't put anything on your lips today. And I said, well, probably like my Burt's Bees chapstick yeah. at some point. And she's like, oh, yeah, you got to get that off. <laughs> Like immediately angered and worried about my chapstick. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's okay. Yeah. But no. No. I had to wipe that. It was not okay, I had to Aaron. wipe it. I yeah. was ruining, that will ruin your lips. It'll ruin them. It will ruin your lips. <laughs> okay. Then you put on this stuff that they tell you, and I quote, oh, if it stings, it's working. Right. That sounds like good medical science. Mm-hmm. If it stings, it's working. No, mm-hmm. I don't have an open wound that needs back tracing. <laughs> Especially not on my lips. No. So why is it stinging? Yeah. Why am I not concerned? Then 
this expert is supposed to look at us and give us whatever, you know, like color or item. I forgot there was an expert. Yeah. Or is this the same lady? The same lady that's oh, selling of it is the of course quote she's unquote, the expert. expert yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Looks at me and gives me the brightest red that I have ever seen that's in my not, life. That's not you, Aaron. No. 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 If you, it was alarming. Okay. And looking back feels like maybe a passive aggressive dick. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. From what you've said about this party, that would not surprise me no, at all. No, because everybody else got, uh, I mean, if you're going to be complimentary about the product, more closer to their shape, like a mm-hmm. more neutral. This was like, I'm either dressing up as Snow White for <laughs> Halloween or something has stung your lips and they yeah. are, they're bleeding. They're uh-huh. actively they're bleeding. bleeding. <laughs> That's how bright it was. So she puts that on. She puts on the gloss. I'm like, cool. I'm out. I have to buy this whole system. Which was how much? It was expensive. I don't even remember now, but it was a lot. I think you said it was like eighty dollars. Yeah, yes, yeah. it was ninety because mm-hmm. I had to buy the starter. It, it was yeah. a lot. It was it was your price to leave that place. Yes, which at that point you could have gotten me for thousands. Yeah, <laughs> I get in the car and I'm driving home, and I had this like very weird, uncomfortable feeling of like, wow, I really don't belong a lot of places. <laughs> I get home, and the minute I walk in, Mike is immediately alarmed. He's like, what? Because it was so shocking, the color on the lip. He thought you were actively bleeding. Yeah, he thought I was yeah. actively bleeding. I then attempted to get it off. Mm. And Mm-mm. I don't know how to actively explain to you how hard I worked at getting this off, and it would not come off. Mm-hmm. I got in the shower. Mm-hmm. I tried steam. I was trying so hard and flakes of it, I think, were coming off and I was swallowing them. So about... You were swallowing lead paint, basically. Yes. Yeah. Like an hour into the process, I threw up. Uh-huh. I gave up and went to bed. <laughs> and when I woke up, I will tell you, there were flakes of my lip skin on the pillow and my lips were still fucking red. <sighs> they were still red. In the morning. That's very scary because then you feel like this is my life now. I was like, this I just is have how very I bright, look. bleeding lips. Yeah, that morning I was putting a lot of chapstick, thinking, okay, I, I guess we'll. Just oh, you to put the birth bees on, so you ruined it. You that's the problem. That's what it is. That's yeah. what ruined my lips. That's uh-huh. what made them flake off. Yes, that's right. Like they had been burned because <laughs> they had been. My lips had to regenerate to recover. Right. Mm-hmm. You paid ninety dollars to get out of there mm-hmm. and to damage your lips. But you, it could have been worse. You could have you could have been on the hook for more because weren't they trying to sell you more like eyeshadow yes. or something? After yes. the burning sensation, they start talking about eyeshadow, and I, I thought I am not putting this on my Hell eyes. No. My eyelids are my gonna eyes. burn. And this is, of course, now now I've heard like at this point now I've overheard conversations about diets, about oh, yeah. you know all kinds of how much we hate our husbands, like yes. all the things like the tropes that we're supposed to all do in tropes. groups of women instead mm-hmm. of just being real and being like, listen, why are we all here why are we doing dollars? Yeah, the most expensive list at Target isn't even a ninth of that. Like, what Lord, are we no. doing? No. And let's keep in mind it's called lip sense, as in you have sense in your head. Lip yeah. sense. Mm-mm. It's not sense. It's no. not normal. It's not right. Mm-mm. It's not smart. It's awful. It mm-hmm. stings. It's aggressive. <laughs> and it's one of the worst multi-level marketing schemes I've ever fallen for. Hey, I and bought Pampered Chef, Chef stuff, and you can use that. Yeah. Lip sense. No, you, you can't use that. Um, you know, after uh, that happened, mm-hmm. and I think I had read your, because you wrote a, a story about it, yep. which was hilarious. And then I think I went to a wedding not long after that, and I saw someone that I hadn't seen since college. And 
somehow the conversation turned to something relevant. Mm-hmm. I started relating your story of lip sense and how hilarious it was and how dangerous and ridiculous. And she's like, ah, I love that stuff. And then she pulled out her uh, uh, moisturizer and proceeded to paint her lips again. And I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. you're in the cult. Because what they don't tell you is that this the product dries and it's like it's crinkling, it's aging your lips. Oh, it pulls God. them together. So you have to keep putting that stuff on to keep them looking normal. So that's basically what happened is my lips like burned and crisped off because I wasn't putting the moisturizing. But that's healthy, Erin. That's that's that means, healthy. Yes. You're that's gonna, wellness. It's stinging and your lips flake off because you yes. have shitty lips. Exactly. But you're going to be well if you just keep paying this amount of money yeah. for the foreseeable future. It made me want to stand up and be like, have none of you ever watched an expose on anything? They probably haven't. This is flim flam scam 101. <laughs> you got to buy a lot of money. This is snake oil. Whatever you're doing is wrong. Come yeah. on. Come on. This is capitalism 101. Well, okay, th- so that was kind of absurd. I yeah. mean, I didn't do it in the name of wellness. It was ma- more mark, you know, multi-level marketing scheme. But what's the most absurd thing you've done in the name of wellness? I think decades and decades of weird dieting. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, every single diet is first of all it's not called a diet it's called some sort of wellness or health <laughs> lifestyle lifestyle it's a lifestyle right. and it makes you so physically crazy and hungry that you make very suspect choices with your food <laughs> so for Sus. example the first year that i lived in chicago I don't know if I was actively dieting or I was just so like, you know, mm-hmm. in it of like, oh, calories in, calories, you know, counting calories and all that kind of stuff. So my thing every night would, after I get off the bus and head to my apartment, there was a grocery store called the Treasure Island, which was a fantastic grocery store. And I went in and they had a nice salad bar and I got myself a nice salad and then I got a pint of Ben and Jerry's. And every night I was like, I'm having a salad so I can have this pint of Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. And it made perfect mathematical sense to me. And okay. it made me feel well and healthy. You know what? And it's an example of how fucked up diet culture makes our head. Yes. And yes. how it primes us for other forms of wellness, I think. How it makes us be like, yeah, of course you should eat Kato style where you're only eating fats and you're not eating carbs and whatever the fuck the new thing is. Yes. Like, you know? Yes. It makes it like, yeah, that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. You lose your sense of logic. And you, if you're an avid listener to our podcast, I mean, we've gone down this road a couple times and we've recommended some great books. If you're unsure as to what we're talking about in terms of diet culture and diet and how that actually wreaks havoc with your mental energy, with your body, Mm -hmm. like physiologically, fuck it diet. Yes. Anti-diet. Anti-diet. You, diet Land's just a great... Yes. I mean, that's a oh, fiction that's book, but that's a on great one. Sure. Yeah, but those two were eye-opening. Absolutely. Yeah, they absolutely changed the way I think about things. So yeah, good it, point, Erin. It really makes you question some things, but... It really does. And I think by like seeing behind the curtain on the diet culture, you start seeing behind the curtain on other things, such as all the different wellness shit yes. sold to women. Yes, sold yeah. to women. And really, all it is is keeping your wheels spinning over here so you don't think about all the other shit that's, you know... Yeah. Affecting your actual life, like policies, environment. Yes, all that stuff. yes, yeah. exactly. That's a bit. That's a good point. That's in a couple of those books. Yes, it's like they actively want females to be or other people to be caught up in the diet culture because it keeps you from 
thinking critically about other things that might you might become an activist for. Absolutely. And it's a very good point. And that's a, that's a good point about the lip sensing. Like I'm not coming down on those women. I just, I want to know more about you than just your running regimen. Yes. You seem like an interesting person. What's your story? I love right. stories. But I don't want to know how many miles you run a day. No. Couldn't care less. Yes. And you're right. In those situations, we're set up to be like, just stay to the talking points. Yeah. Because that's all that matters. You got to look perfect. You got to pretend to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You can't admit vulnerability. Right. Yeah. And that's Ugh. just not a place I want to be. Aaron, I got another question for you. If you had to endorse an actual wellness product, what would it be and why? A sleeping pill. <laughs> Because anything to make me sleep better would be yeah. fine. I don't even mm-hmm. care what you put in it. You can okay. put that lip sense shit in it. If it makes me sleep, don't care. Maybe it's just filled with gold flakes and it fine. just, yeah. Fine. Lead paint. Fine. That mm-hmm. is the way to convince Asbestos. me. Asbestos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 If you tell me it's going to make me sleep, I'll probably try it. So is is the issue that you can't fall asleep or that you can't stay asleep? I can't stay asleep. Uh-huh. I yeah. fall asleep fine. But mm. then if I wake up, I'm sunk. It's over. That's my, yeah. If there's something that is going to, I can fall asleep on my own, but it's going to keep me asleep, yeah. done. Yeah. If you tell me that weird goop egg is going <laughs> to make me stay asleep, I might be convinced. I yeah. might be convinced. I'll put something in my vag to help me Fine. sleep. Fine. Okay, we got to keep an eye on that, though, because yeah. I don't want you falling prey to some weird scam that promises that you will sleep all I'm night. I'm very susceptible in yes. that area. Okay, we got to... Okay, so yes. what I want you to do is if you're feeling the urge to buy something weird on the internet, I mm-hmm. need you to get in contact with me okay. so that I can... Uh, I'll send it to you yes, and say, yes. does this seem reasonable and my response will probably be no no you no. can't just wear earrings and then no. that suddenly makes you fall asleep Aaron. no it's not that's not how it no, works you don't put mascara on your lashes and that seeps into your eyes and you stay <laughs> asleep stop it stop it those are great ideas though yeah i mean same. yeah which brings me to a thought yeah if the broads were going to start a wellness brand mm-hmm. What would be like, what What could we use for a motto and maybe some products? Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. No products, but services. Ooh. And our motto is you are abroad. Okay. <gasps> we are imparting that idea of broadness. Oh, I like that. Who our, uh, our uh, disciples, whatever you want to call them. Yes. And what that means, services wise, is we're going to help you be the best fucking bitch you can be yes. the best broad you can be yes that means we're gonna offer some breakup services we're gonna help you get yes. out of shitty relationships mm-hmm. we're gonna send you daily affirmations which are not like oh you're a porcelain flower it's um <laughs> you <laughs> your daily reminders are that none of this shit matters and don't give a fuck you're 100 percent that bitch Exactly. Not 90%, yes. To quote Lizzo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we're going to give you real world compliments. Like, you know, you did a good job not crying today. <gasps> Things like that. Yes. So that's what we're going to do. Yes. It's going to revolutionize wellness. Yes. We're not going to sell shitty products. Mm-hmm. We're just going to help people be I like that. the best broad it can be. Some really realistic affirmations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should do this. We should do this. Why aren't we doing this? I don't know. Oh my God, we'll can do you it. imagine the stuff that we would come up with? It'd be great. People would be like, I feel so much better about my life. Either that or they're like, oh God, why did I sign up for this? This is weird. They won't do that though. No, no. That's me doubting us. Why would I doubt us? You need a, you need an affirmation. I do. You're 100% that bitch. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to be worrying about what somebody else does or doesn't think about. Mm-mm. 
every time I hear one hundred percent that bitch now, I think about the sketch with uh eighty Bryant. Like, do you ever feel ninety percent that bitch? No. 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 Which is like my life goal. Mm-hmm. No. I never not feel it. Right. I mean, I have a ways to go because I could never pop out of a cake playing a flute, but... No, but also at some point we need to pair our wellness brand with Lizzo. I think that she will be a fan of this. I think that she can help provide the soundtrack and lyrics to this. Yes. She can help bring this to the masses. Which brings... I haven't been listening to enough Lizzo lately. I haven't either now that you think about... This could be what's wrong. Oh my God, yeah. We've just stumbled on the secret to success. We were just talking before recording about how we're just tired all the time. Yes. How we're feeling kind of stuck in a few things. It's because we're not listening to Lizzo. It's because I'm not getting Lizzo up in my life. Oh, my God. It's going to change our whole week. Yeah. I'm hoping these picks do, too. I'm, I think they will. Okay, good. Okay. All right. So my fiction pick. It's another excellent pick from Unnamed Press. Mm. We remembered Unnamed Press now. This was where we got A Certain Hunger yep. from Chelsea G. Summers, who, by the way, we talked to last week. And is fantastic goddamn delight yes Mm -hmm. this book is called hysteria by (gasps) jessica gross this came out last year and the young woman who is the main character we don't get her name she is a mess she as we start the book she's just hooked up with her father's friend in the coat closet of her parents apartment She's also just hooked up with her roommate's brother after being told explicitly not to. Oh, boy. She's sort of hating herself. Mm-hmm. And she's also feeling sort of powerless to stop this mm-hmm. behavior that she knows is... She, she knows and she doesn't know it, that it's, it's really kind of messing with her. Um, so she goes to her neighborhood bar, hungover, needs some hair of the dog. Goes to the bar and she notices a new bartender. And he looks a little familiar. And she after she has another random encounter at the bar she realizes wait a minute this bartender looks like sigmund freud <laughs> is he freud is he not freud we don't know but she thinks that he is sigmund freud so she starts talking to him again and again and over a few days she reveals some intensely personal things to potentially sigmund freud okay as a hipster at a brooklyn bar i mean this premise is yeah wow And she starts talking about how sort of shut up her feelings are, as well as how shut down she sort of is as a person. Mm -hmm. How her complicated relationship with her parents is directly tied to some of this behavior that she's struggling with, and much more. Like, it's it's all on the table because of this idea that he is the psychoanalysis of, you know, the 19th century and beyond. Yeah. So that's the premise, and I can't say much more than that. It's a it's a short book, but it involves some very intense conversations and encounters with this potential hipster Sigmund Freud. And it's such a simple concept, but it's so complex at the same time. The conversations they have are just incredible. Um, it's funny. It's brutal. It's disgusting. It's sexy. Like, it's all the Ooh. things. Yeah. And I chose it for this theme because I think it comes back to the title for me, Hysteria. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's been a term that we've used to denigrate women, mind and body, mm-hmm. for centuries. Right. If we feel too much, we are hysterical. Mm-hmm. If we have pain that can't be explained, we are hysterical. Mm-hmm. Basically, if we're women, we're hysterical. We're hysterical. And I think this idea has made many women, for better or worse, realize they need to look outside of healthcare and mental health care to solve some of their issues and why they keep going to some of these wellness brands and Mm -hmm. some of these wellness ideas. 
It also means, because we are constantly called hysterical, that we can fall prey to wellness scams and mm-hmm. to hucksters and to con women right. and all that kind of stuff. So I love the idea that the character here is sort of creating her own path to wellness. She's seeing or imagining Freud, um, the person in the method that might help her issues with sex and love and family. Mm -hmm. But she's not creating some group or some business or some cult around it. She's just really doing the work to figure herself out. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a quick read. It's not really like anything you've read before. Wow. And you dig deep into a person's psyche that is fascinating. I love all of that. And like I love the premise that, is amazing. I love that Sigmund Freud might be time traveling and hanging out in a bar in Brooklyn. I like that idea. Yeah. Why not? He's Why not? he's a wily minx. He can do <laughs> He can do I mean, there are things that have been said about Freud, and at the top is Wiley. Wiley makes, yeah, yeah. I think so. (laughs) Well, the fiction pick that I brought this week is called Nine Perfect Strangers by Leanne Moriarty. And this was published in. How do I know that name? uh, Big Little Lies. Oh, of course. Yeah, Yeah. Big Little Lies. Um, What was the other one that they did for. Didn't they make another one? They did. Why can't I think of it? We're doing some really good podcasting right now. So good. So good. And I was about to say, okay, so this one was published in 2018. And I have a very special place in my heart for this author. I always read what she writes because when Mason was little, like little, little, like newborn, and I could read while holding him, like on my Kindle, because you could just touch it and it would turn. I read all of her books in like, that's how I discovered her. And I read all of her books in like two weeks because they were so engrossing and you're tired and you're worn out. And he was, you know, he would sleep or feed or whatever. And I could flip through and read and not disturb him at all. And I powered through them. So every time she releases a new one, I get sucked right in because I'm so excited. Because she just has a very, if you've seen any of this, you know, uh, series that they've made off of her books, The Big Little Lies, things like that. So good. So engrossing. Yeah. So good. So hard to not watch. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she'll always have kind of a special place in my heart so when we decided when you came up with this concept this week this came right to my head okay because nine strangers all sign up to attend a 10-day wellness retreat oh no at a fabulous location oh god and we follow each of them at different points but we mainly follow francis welty who's an aging romance author with a bad back (laughs) looking for something to reboot her life or make her feel connected to it again. I don't know what it was, but the way that you delivered that (laughs) and the way that you sort of, yeah. She's got a bad back. It's like you were demonstrating the the back movement. Well, I love her as a character because I think it's such a uh, uh, kind of prototype of what women how that wellness gets sold to us sometimes. Exactly. Like, oh, you have something kind of like Heath was saying about Gwyneth yes. Paltrow's my arm. arm hurts. I'm going to change my entire diet and start a wellness brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like bad back. You need to do this. Yep. You need to take better care of yourself. Yes. It's, you know, so she goes on this and she's a terrific character to follow because she kind of thinks the whole thing's BS. Like why? Oh, yeah. Why are we doing this? And she's immediately suspicious of things because she has a very love hate relationship with wellness. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's most intrigued by the founder and owner of this place called the Tranquillium House. Tranquillium House. Mm-hmm. And That's, while mm-mm. she's there, she realizes this there is something going on. This mm-hmm. is not all that it's cracked up to be. And just let me tell you, there's some L- MLL, wow, MLM, <laughs> multi-level marketing stuff. 
I don't of know what letters there I is. said, but you were getting there. And you were saying letters from the alphabet, so you were on the Q stuff exactly. <laughs> HPC. <laughs> There's also some wellness, and of course, this female idea of trying to achieve this unhealthy and unattainable standard just yes. by being better, by being well. But there's also some really genuine tender storylines in this that will keep the pages turning. So there's kind of a great mystery. You're following these these characters that you kind of feel for. Mm -hmm. And at the heart of it, you're like, yeah, this is all dumb. That's fantastic it to is. go in with that voice yeah. too. It was yeah. really good. It was it's a it's a longer book, but man, it's a quick read because you're you know, she's great at that as an author. You mm -hmm. know, she's always getting you to turn the page even when it's too late at night. But whew, three I thoughts. It. Yes. One, that sounds like it'd be another great series. Can you yes. imagine? I actually think it is being. Is it? it made is it Reese Witherspoon again? I want to say yes. Oh, that's yeah. going to be great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. The other thing, or one of the other things, I love too, like what you said, that this is always a standard sold towards women. This impossible standard, but like you, you got to... You got to fight for it. You got it because if you don't, you're you're living, you know, poorly somehow. Mm -hmm. But then, third, it always involves money. Always, always involves it's a shitload of money. A shitload of money, and that is no different here. They've paid a shit ton of money to go on a ten day wellness retreat, and you're gonna love all the different characters that are there for a variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. It's great. You've got newlyweds. You've got an older married couple. You got a single guy that used to be like a baseball star that is trying to find his way back to health. Oh my you gosh. Know? It's just everything you want it to yeah. be. Yeah. It's wonderful. And it also feels like this is, because wellness is such a, I mean, I'm thinking particularly about, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Wellness is such an expensive thing that it's sold to like wealthy white women. And mm -hmm. so no one else gets wellness. No. No. And so maybe people are trying to find wellness through multi-level marketing schemes because mm -hmm. they can't find it another way. Yeah. Or through HPQ. Was that what you called it? Yeah. HPQ, HPC, uh -huh. WTZ. Hep C, something Hep like that. Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Did you say Hep C or Pepsi? I did say Hep C. Oh, yeah. I not Pep Pepsi. No, 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 not <laughs> Pepsi. I said Hep C as in hepatitis. Hepatitis C. Yeah. The herpaderp. <laughs> Herp V? Yeah. Yeah. Now we're just naming STDs. <laughs> <laughs> C to the Midia. <laughs> that, um, have I told you on air anyway about, um, so our friend Eric mm -hmm. and I, we met each other in college mm -hmm. because we were both student advisors for orientation. Oh boy. For new freshmen coming in. And part of, the two-day orientation program at the University of Iowa in the late 90s involved doing a full play for these freshmen. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. And there were nine or ten of these orientation sessions every summer. So we did this play repeatedly. There were funny moments, or at least we thought they were funny. There was also an entire song and dance number about STDs. Oh. Just sit with that for a minute. I am. Mm -hmm. uh, the immediate things that are coming up yeah. is A, <laughs> I guess I'm trying to figure out you doing a song and dance. Oh, yeah. I was in. Like, I can see you totally being on the orientation invite. And then mm -hmm, you said mm -hmm. song and dance. See, I, I don't think. I to the STD. No, 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 no. See, I don't think when I signed up for this, I knew there was going to be a play. Uh, okay. okay. I was fully in for the orientation part, like, you know, helping all these students, like, sort of teaching over two days. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, the play part, 
But I was cast as a Ricky Lake type character. Oh. For a talk show. And I don't remember what the talk show was about. But at one point during that sketch, I had to pretend to go off stage and get a note. And every time, Eric would write something disgusting on that note. Yes. So I would look at it, try not to laugh, and then proceed to do the rest of the show. That's amazing. There was also a song and dance to getting jiggy with it. Getting drippy with it. Was it also about STD? <laughs> nope, that one was just oh, us oh dancing. Oh, shit, okay. Well, just dancing. Just you guys dancing. Yep. Wow. I'd like to be able to pull the freshmen that you did this for and oh see what God. they got out of it as compared to what the message was intended to be. That's a good point because there was also a sketch about date rape <gasps> that I think probably went way over their heads and also horrified them. Yeah. Because it kind yeah. of horrified us doing yeah. it. Yeah. I yeah. do too. Mm-hmm. You know what I think about that? It, I actually, we actually had this discussion when Zach went because they they didn't have a sketch, but his freshman year they had like an orientation about um, consent yeah. and date rape and that. You know, obviously college is trying to be proactive, and he said that he's like the problem with it is is that the people that should be listening aren't, and For other sure. people that are listening are horrified because you're sitting there thinking there are people in the room that need to know this and yes. don't understand this and I'm going to be going to school with them yes like it served to kind of freak him out even as a male of like what is happening and that's a very smart young man yeah and so th- like I said this was 97 98 yeah it wasn't a discussion around consent really it was a oh. discussion around ladies you got to keep yourself you know safe right and we have you know blue light phones if someone's trying to attack you so it put the yeah. onus Fully on the women. On the ladies. Again. And I'm sure all the boys in the audience that probably went on to date rape took nothing from that. That's like when I went to college and they had a they had that system, you mm-hmm. know, and you could if you were across campus, you could call campus security and get a ride to your dorm so yes. it was like safe. Yeah. And I did that one time as a freshman and then I realized what? Because the person that showed up is, is a college guy? student that's a security guard that was male by himself. Mm-mm. That drove me to my dorm room. And Mm -mm. I'm like, what? This isn't. This is making it worse. Someone could take advantage of this. Yes. All that to say, song and dance about STDs. Yeah. Back to, sorry. Wow, we really got off track. (laughs) From the song and dance. Just wanted you to know that we sang Mm -hmm. a song about STDs. It's in my My memory is shit. But if we uh, get Eric uh, maybe one or two drinks in, he will sing it for us. Oh, okay. He remembers all of it. This is my new plan. Yeah. I mean, now I have a goal a goal for the summer. other genre books yes i have okay it's a novel but Mm -hmm. it's a novel in translation Mm -hmm. so i'm kind of bending the genre rules but i'm moving it into this other genre because it's in translation i agree yeah this was first published in finland Mm -hmm. in 2013 and it was translated 2016 by lola rogers it's called the core of the sun Mm -hmm. by johanna sinisalo first i want to tell you that this author has been called the master of something called Finnish weird. Like, this is a genre that they have named over in Finland. Good for you, Finland. Right? Good. They put that on the back of the book, and that's why I bought it. I I have no doubt. Why wouldn't you? I want to know what's weird in Finland. Yeah. I want to get it. (laughs) How could you not? (laughs) And this is, um, it's literary fiction. It's speculative fiction. So there's a bit of sci-fi, but a dystopia. With a finished take on it. So okay. this book is set in an alternate present. And this particular Finland has bred a new human subspecies of women 
who are very receptive, who are very submissive. They're designed for sex and procreation. Mm -hmm. They are called Eloi, I think is what you okay. pronounce it. Okay. Mm -hmm. While other women, smart and independent women, are sterilized and forced into menial labor, and they're called Morlocks. So that's that's that seems cool. about right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 yep, yep. All right. Okay. So Vanna, she is raised. She looks like an Aloy, one of those submissive, beautiful, yeah. procreating woman. She's actually super smart. She's a Morlock in disguise. Get it. <laughs> she needs uh, money to help her sister, who is actually one of the very pretty um, dumb ladies. Okay. And she has disappeared. So Vanna finds her way into sort of a black market where she's selling chili peppers. Just stick with me here. Okay. Because the country has outlawed chili peppers because they're too stimulating. They've, oh. out, they've outlawed alcohol. They've outlawed cigarettes. They've gone as far as chili peppers because that's too much. Oh, my. But she's become sort of addicted to chili peppers. Okay. Then she comes across, in her black market dealings, a religious cult oh. that's formed around a chili called the Core of the Sun. Because it's supposed to be so hot, it causes hallucinations. Okay. And they believe that um, breeding this chili will unlock spiritual salvation. All right. This is so weird. Yeah. It really fits the finish weird. weird. Yeah. Yes. But it's so good. And I chose it for this theme because this whole alternate Finland, this whole system has been created in the name of health and wellness, especially for women. Mm hmm and this agency called the Health Authority has banned, like I said, all things like booze and cigarettes and chilies and created this system of breeding to create the best people, the most well people. Mm -hmm. And it's almost ridiculous, obviously, the extremes that we go to, like chili peppers, which I think in a way shows the entire ridiculousness of the patriarchy yeah. in a lot of ways, but also every idea we have around health and wellness. I think if you follow any sort of wellness brand, like Goop or mm. Moon Juice mm -hmm. or whatever, you're going to have just as weird a set of rules yeah. and obsessions mm -hmm. as you would in this book. Mm -hmm. So I loved it. I think it's really cool for this theme. Also, I think you might like it because it's written in a series of very different formats. There's personal accounts. There's Ooh. letters. There's dictionary entries. There's excerpts from historic materials. Oh, I love you're that. You're a sucker for those. I am. Different formats get me every time. Mm -hmm. Love it. And apparently the path to salvation is chili pepper. That's a problem for me because I shun spice. <laughs> <laughs> so. And it's actually the, you know, the, the chemical within chili peppers is mm -hmm. what they outlaw. But I can't say that word. So I didn't. Cap capsa capsaicin? Capsaicin? Oh, capsaicin. You know what I'm yeah. That's it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I just wrote those whole notes around not saying that word. I do that all I the time. I couldn't figure out how to say it. That was, I, Thank you. I Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Right. Yeah, that's we work with what we got. That's just it. You use the tools you have. You are abroad, <laughs> and you're doing the best you can. You are. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, I this book. Um, this is a little bit out there mm. in the sense that this is, is it finished weird because uh, that's out there too. I mean, I feel like it could be if you really wanted it to All be. Right. All right. Um, minus the finished part, I guess. Sure, sure, sure. That I know of. Okay. That's related Finland, but. Mm -hmm. This book is it's kind of a business book, so it, it kind of had a very niche uh, following when it came out. It was published in 2018, called When the Wolves Bite, Two Billionaires, One Company, and an Epic Wall Street Battle Whoa! by Scott Wapner. And this is the inside story of the company and the battle over Herbalife, oh. which you may or may not have heard. Yes. Kind of, there is, what's interesting about Herbalife is it started as kind of this grounds up 
marketing campaign. It mm-hmm. sells these shakes that are supposed to change your oh life. God, yes. But they are uber expensive. You could only buy them at Herbalife stands, storefronts. And then it basically flew into a multi-level marketing of scheme. Of course it did. Yeah. But they were kind of specifically targeting economically disadvantaged populations. Of course they were. As this is the, like we said, the thing to get you healthy. This is wellness. This is what your kids need. This whole thing. So it became a battle between these billionaires because basically Carl Icahn, who is this famous billionaire, believed that Herbalife was great. It has this potential. It's winning the nutrition game. It's the next thing. I mean, over here, you've got Bill Ackman who says, this is a multi-level marketing scheme and it's going to crash and it's going to crash hard. Ooh. So they double down. Carl Icahn ends up buying a majority of it. Like he owns a majority of it. That's how much he believes. And he was so pissed off by Bill Ackman's position. Bill Ackman does this thing. It's very complicated. It's a lot of explaining, but it's called a short position. Okay. And you're basically betting against a company. You're betting oh. your money is tied up in that company failing. Okay. Okay. So they go on the CNBC show. So this is a show. very personal It became very battle. personal, okay. but we're billionaires. Of course. So we go on Scott Wapner, the author, CNBC show to duke it out. And for 27 minutes... The show doesn't interrupt them. What? Doesn't cut away. And they fight. They are slinging insults at each other. They're digging their heels in. They're just laying it all out there about what they think. And basically what happens after that is this huge revenge battle where they both just double down hard on their positions. And they continue to sort of drive this whole company without really dealing with the issue of what the company is. Oh, my God. So kind of like most... MLM stories or really Wall Street stories for that. There's really no real winners here. No. They both kind of both crash and burn in terms of Herbalife. And they just are using their companies to like fight this whole thing out without talking about the fact that you have a ton of people that spent a ton of money to buy into this. See, when they went after economically disadvantaged populations, yeah. they not only did they tell them this is for health, but they told them this is why you get rich. Of course. This is a quick money scheme for you. You invest this amount and then you'll be able to sell it and you'll make all this money. So you had people that invested thousands oh, God, that had thousands no way to sell it. they maybe didn't have. Exactly. And, oh, God. So it, it, it follows, you know, people that were trying to then go into these communities and help get class action lawsuits, all of these things. It turned into a huge deal. There's, wow. I, I believe there's a documentary about it as well. Um, but this book, I picked it for this topic for obvious reasons. It's perfect yeah, for this. You're yeah. dismantling an MLM. To me, it really highlights what's wrong behind it, which yes. is people that have the money are arguing about the money instead of actually dealing with the issue. These two, you know, you could almost admire Bill Ackman's position of like, this is a sham. We shouldn't be doing this. Except that then instead of dismantling the sham, he just put a bunch of money into beating Carl Icahn and being right about it. He wasn't actually helping the people that were affected of by it. Of course not. I mean, he claims that he was, but that's not what ultimately No, happened. that was like a messaging point for why he was pissed at this other guy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's really interesting look at that behind the scenes. It's an interesting look at the financial side to these things that, you know, you're really preying on people. You're getting them, you're hitting them in the points that hurt the most. Mm-hmm. And using that for your own gain. And this is just another example. When the battle comes out that this is wrong, you have two people still using their money to prove each other wrong, but without any regard for the people that are hurt at the bottom. And meanwhile, yeah, all those people have lost money and they're not any more well yes. than they were. Right, right. And I wouldn't say that this book is taking a super strong position uh, 
on either side. It's uh-huh. more factual. Okay. I mean, this is the host of the show that they were on. He, okay. he does a really good job of explaining all of the details and background of it so that you can kind of draw your own conclusion. Um, but it's it's a fascinating That's story. So interesting. And yeah. also it reminds me of the last episode when I said that I would be a better billionaire. That's what I was I thinking I think this that week. we would be much yes. better because yes. we wouldn't let our petty, stupid arguments no. get in the way. No. No. We wouldn't take to a cable news show no. and compare penis size basically. for a half hour. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Gross. Mm-hmm. But I think you're absolutely right that that is what the problem is with so many of these wellness brands is it's cater or it's encouraging this monetary lifestyle that you don't have mm-hmm. or it's at these levels that you can't ever reach. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that only through spending all of this shitload of money can mm-hmm. you possibly be well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me. So I just listened to the latest episode of You're Wrong About. And it was about, wait, I'm sorry. Got it confused with Michael Hobbs' other podcast, Maintenance oh, Phase. I yeah. listened to the latest Maintenance Phase. Yeah. And it was about Oprah and the Wagon of Fat. Oh. Do you remember when yes. Oprah like very publicly lost a bunch of uh, yes. weight? Yeah. But how she lost the weight, I never knew. It was this program called OptiFast, mm-hmm. where for like four months... She was just drinking shakes that amounted to 400 calories a day. Yeah. And it was this level of what she kept calling afterwards. I'm so much healthier now. I'm so much more well. No, you were starving. Yeah. And also you were paying so much money for these products, but yet you were telling people like anyone can do it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. No, no, no. You're a billionaire. No. You can pay for this. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. I know this was a long time ago, but it reminds me of today's celebrity culture where yes. everyone's saying, like, if I could do this, you, you can. Could do it. Yeah. You just need to pay $500,000 right. up front. Yeah. Yeah. To get these, this tastes like garbage, so mm-hmm. you won't be hungry and you'll never eat again. 400 mm-hmm. calories a day. Yeah, that's, that's, no. no, no. And then is it a surprise to anyone she gained the weight back, like exactly. we were talking about? She said, like, two days after that episode, she started eating solid food again and immediately could not fit into her clothes, like, after a couple days. Yeah. Of course not. No, because her body was like, hey, finally. Yeah, good. We're going to hold on to this because yeah. I don't know what you've been up to. I don't to. know what the hell just happened. I do happened. not know. Yeah. But I'm going to protect you mm-hmm. by helping you gain some weight back. Mm-hmm. Well, for pop culture. Yes. I think I also have a very good example of the epitome Ooh. of the flim flam artist. <laughs> flim flam artist. Of wellness, of MLM, of all of it. Mm-hmm. It's a podcast from the BBC. Came out last year. Mm. Ten episodes, all done, ready to binge. It's called Orgasm Cult. The tagline for this podcast is, in the search for wellness, how far would you go? Which is a great question. Yeah. Because this is about a company called One Taste that before this podcast I'd never heard of. Mm -hmm. But it was a company that was big maybe 10 years ago. And its promise was selling wellness to women through something called orgasmic meditation. Hmm. The founder, Nicole Daydone, I believe I'm saying that right, just like all leaders of wellness brands and cults, she had something wrong with her, like her arm hurt. You know, she she was burned out. Mm-hmm. She was hurting until one day she laid on the ground pantless in front of a Buddhist monk who stroked her clitoris in a very prescribed way, like on the left quadrant for 15 minutes. And then suddenly all was well. And she felt so much better and she was going to sell that secret to the world doesn't that sound like assault it sounds horrific what are, what do you mean you just laid down in front of a buddhist monk and he touched you mm-hmm. i mean if it's that it's consensual fine but i don't know 
So what? This is what she calls orgasmic meditation. And she said, like I said, it solved all of her problems. So she wanted to bring this to women around the world. Oh, no. She wanted to heal the oh, world no. through orgasm. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> you no. can tell where this is going. Oh, no. So I imagine that when this company came out, it probably got the attention that it did because it's prioritizing female sex and yeah. it's talking about orgasms. Yeah. And, you know, that's going to get some attention. And that's a great idea, right? Sure. So they start selling classes. Oh, God. And then... They entice people who are participating to get more involved, which, by the way, the classes are women pantsless lying next to a guy they may or may not know who is stroking them for 15 minutes. That's the class. That's the class. Because it's a very specific way of stroking, apparently. It's got to be the upper left-hand quadrant, and it's got to be a certain amount of time. And you may not actually come during this process. You're just supposed to just feel the feelings. So, like I said, <laughs> selling classes. Oh, my God, though. Can you imagine someone saying that? All I kept thinking of is this feels like it's a pap smear just on the outside of the body. Like, it feels like it would just be, uh, I just. Uh, I just yeah. am trying to imagine someone pitching that to me. Right? Yeah. But somehow, as with all Fling Flam artists, she's very persuasive. Oh she talks gosh. about the power of <gasps> orgasm. And she talks very specifically about, like, women, you have probably haven't been satisfied very well. And, you know, what you can do, you need to focus on your own orgasm. You need to prioritize your orgasm, which is a, a good message. That's fine. But yeah. then she backed it up by selling these classes. And then pretty soon, a bunch of them are living in commune houses. Oh, no. They're working all hours of the day. Yep. Okay. They're having these orgasmic meditation sessions and full sex all the time. A few years later... They are investigated for sex trafficking and predatory financing. Oh, no. So I chose it for this theme because, and by the way, I just touched the surface. There is so much weird shit that went on and some really disturbing stuff, too, as you might be able to imagine. I think I I chose it for this theme because I think this is sort of the epitome of how wellness is branded, Mm -hmm. that something physical is going to change your life and you just have to surrender to it. You have to surrender to that process or to the product or whatever it is. You have to become obsessed with it. You have to evangelize for it. You have to live for it. Right. And that's what I think the women involved were expected to do, to, to live and breathe this company, to live and breathe sex and orgasmic meditation. But disturbingly... Things get real fucked up. Yeah. Women in this podcast, they tell their stories of being pimped out to rich men for the money to cover their courses. Because, of course, the courses are extremely prohibitive, but it's being sold like you got to take this and so you can move up in in the process. And so, okay, you don't have the money for this. Well, hey, we got this rich guy in Seattle and he, he can help you with orgasmic meditation. He can cover your costs. The women are also demanded to have sex at any time with anyone. And if they're not, that's ruining the process. How they're kept so tired, so hungry. They can't, like, really make decisions. They can't resist. Like, this is just part of it. Oh, my God. I feel like with this shows especially, like, you can call anything wellness. And you can get away with so much. Mm -hmm. And you can truly victimize women as a result. Sense wellness is aimed very much towards women. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Orgasm cult. It is fascinating look that kind of covers the basics of every MLM, every cult, every yeah. wellness brand, and how terribly, terribly wrong it can go. Oh, my God. Whew. And also that process, I, I will say, too, there is an episode where you are hearing one of these orgasmic meditations taking place in oh. the background. Oh. 
And so just know that going in. Yeah. And yeah, they talk a lot about it and it just feels very clinical. It doesn't feel great to me oh, or it doesn't no. sound, I should say, great to me. Ugh. But a Buddhist monk did it, so well, it's fine. Yeah, and it's fine. Well, I also brought a podcast for pop culture. Mine's a little bit lighter, although, okay. Okay. Uh, still related. It's called Missing Richard Simmons. And this was a podcast <laughs> that ran from 2017 to 2018. And it's a serialized story. It's, you know, a set of episodes mm-hmm. and it's over. So in February 2014, Richard Simmons stopped making public appearances kind of abruptly. And dad, dab, Dan, <laughs> Dan, uh, Tabersky decides to find out why. He's the host of it. And Full disclosure, he actually belonged to one of Richard Simmons' gyms. Mm. Because if you're, or studios, whatever mm-hmm. they call them. And he was, Richard Simmons would come there sometimes. Wow. So for people, Dan really, him being involved in it is awesome because it kind of explains the culture that they've really had a sense of family and community and they really just enjoyed what they were doing there. It, it was kind of the the nice level of wellness of yeah. like, hey, do this thing for you. This is what I enjoy doing. I like dancing. I like yeah. music, whatever. And Dan described this very welcoming, loving environment that a lot of people there said, this has helped save my life. Like, wow. you know, I needed to move more or I needed to get out of the house. I mm-hmm. didn't have any... Um, connection with anyone uh, and not save my life in the normal sense we hear about it you know like oh if I don't it's exercise it will save your life right, right. but just mentally they had this like, connection yeah. they felt comfortable there it didn't matter what your if you had a disability if you had a body issue whatever you had going on for you nobody cared it was just comfortable this nice place so everybody's a little devastated and then it starts to follow that like some of these are shutting down because they don't have the same impact. They don't have the same feeling anymore. And no one can find Richard Simmons. No one understands where he is. So this podcast follows Dan following all these conspiracy theories of where he could be, what's going on with him, trying to get a statement, all of these things. Um, and kind of there's an element of this that's very personal because it seems like he's very close to the topic. And so I... I did want to say this warning. I think that there are parts of this that could seem a little bit voyeuristic. Like if Richard Simmons wants to be left alone, maybe Richard Simmons has the right to yeah. be left alone. Yeah. Um, and he sort of acknowledges that, but he kind of acknowledges it and then moves on. Okay. And I think more what I took from that is that Richard Simmons has this power to invest people so much that they sort of entrance their wellness and well-being with, with him, his yeah as opposed to just the message that he had which to me is kind of the other side of that you know there's a great thing that he didn't intend that way and then it took this whole other life and at some point he's maybe sort of decided i just can't keep up with that i can't be the emotional support system for all these people all the time which is valid absolutely yeah. so you can kind of take take that with a grain of salt as you listen to it that i think that there are parts of this where you might say hey you know Maybe we don't need Maybe to leave them alone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a great example of a well-meaning wellness brand. I think it's a great example of how hard it is to sustain that type of business for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, because not that Richard Simmons makes promises, but you're always going to fail at some point in a wellness endeavor because they're set up to be that way. It's set up to be this crazy thing that you can't achieve. Absolutely. And, and that for, you have to and, keep doing. Yeah. And for Richard Simmons, it wasn't about some 
body goal, but it was almost impossible for him to keep up with that level of emotional support for an entire country as opposed to just himself. Yeah. Um, And it also just shows the unrealistic expectations society puts on wellness brands. Like they're going to solve everything. And all these people in the studio had kind of put that at his feet. Like, you're our answer. Mm -hmm. So where'd you go? Yeah. It's really interesting. And it's humorous in some spots. And I I didn't know that much about Richard Simmons outside of the clips you've seen right. and that type of thing. So it was interesting to me that he's continued to live that and has created these spaces for people. It sounded like very important, very, you know, very successful work mm-hmm. in that sense. So that's a good point. I, you know, my memories of Richard Simmons are almost being the butt of a lot of jokes yes. too. Yes. And maybe it's because he prioritized like community for and and not like judging different bodies and stuff, having every type of person and every size of person in his classes. People, I think he like, was who he was yeah. at a time where people thought that was a character. Yes. So they were, he was almost praised for playing the character so hard. But when you think it's a character, it gives you the ability to poke fun at it more yeah. or make comments about it more. And I think over time people realize no that's just who he is he's not playing a character that's really just he really enjoys that that's how he lives his life you know so of all the people we talked about today he's probably the most genuine who actually cared about wellness i do i think so in a lot of ways because i don't i don't i didn't get the impression from the podcast i've never gone through anything that he's put out but i never felt like it was this thing where they felt that they were cheated or they paid a bunch of money and didn't get what they right, wanted. It wasn't right. like that. I mean, you're talking about, you know, the average person that belongs to a studio, which right off the bat seems to me like you're doing something different. Yeah. Because if I'm a celebrity and I have celebrity tout, I'm charging thousands of dollars to take an exercise Definitely. class with me. And he set up these studios and these places to even exist without him in that same type of community and... So you're kind of like, well, you kind of followed products that fit with yeah. what you wanted. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He could have gone all sorts of directions and sold yeah. his name and image on everything. And I'm not saying he didn't make a lot of money. Well, we sure. all know he did. But yeah. it, you know, yeah, I think it's a little bit different than telling someone to put an egg. Into your vag? Yeah, into your vag. Mm-hmm. And say that that's going to be the health, you know, wellness for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was trying to create more than just physical wellness, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. More of a mental wellness emotional you know camaraderie yeah that's a good point i wonder too some of these wellness brands focus so much on the physical and especially your appearance Mm -hmm. that they don't prioritize the the mental Mm -hmm. aspect of wellness and that's covered like we mentioned those books that we talked about that's covered a lot too when you're focusing so much on the physical or you're starving yourself the elements that that does to your psyche to your emotional well-being to your ability to make good decisions to Mm -hmm. function there's a lot there. I can't tell you how many times I think of that image from Mona Wad's book, 13 Ways of Talking About a Fat Girl, at the, I think it's the final story where she's at the gym and just riding that bike. Riding that bike and with such a, like, a ferocity and a desperation, it's like she can't let up for a second. And yes. so her life has just become all about that and yeah. not any sort of joy or, or happiness or anything. And that, that really, that really stuck with me. Mm hmm. To the point that she had pushed everyone away, too. Yes. You know, because when your life's consumed with that, something else has to move out. Mm-hmm. So, and that's kind of what the books, you know, that's what diet culture wants. Yeah. They want you to lose the parts of you that are unique and yeah. worth investing time in because you need all the time to invest in this. Make you tired and hungry. And when I am hungry, I am not myself. I am irritable 
and I am likely to do something mean. Yes. And I will cut a bitch. I will. Without a thought. I'll watch you if I carried a weapon I... regularly, it would be dangerous. It would be brandished in the name of food a lot. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I go to Whole Foods. I need some chocolate donuts. I'm going to need those powdered donuts now. Stop. <laughs> or You're somebody's see my going knife. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. how it goes. Yeah. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. It was a good episode. It was a good episode. I think we talked about a lot of good stuff. We did. I mean, we're really good at this. We are. I mean, I'm less good at the alphabet <laughs> than I realized prior to this. I struggled to say three letters in a row. Two is true. my max. True, true, true. Learned two is my max. Yeah. And I revealed that I, I had a history of song and dance. Yeah. I'm which gonna, we may have to return to we at will, some point. We will. We yeah, will. Because yeah, that's yeah. still yeah. marinating it's still in there. there. Yeah. That is marinating. And we learned that, you know, Burt's Bees is terrible for your lips. It's so bad. It's so gonna burn bad. Right you know, Pringles, that crispy, <laughs> crisp bite you get. That's what your lips get with Burt's Bees. I'm just picturing like after a sunburn when your skin that's starts what peeling. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes. And you just peel. I mean, but off your lips. Off your lips. That's no good. You, my lips peeled so much there was lip flakes on my pillow. That's not a good sign. If you think that through... That's like you were a lizard shedding your skin. Shedding skin. Did Mike look over at that pillow and like, yeah. There was a moment in the morning that he was like, this, what <laughs> happened? What happened? Why are your lips so blood red? Yeah. You threw up. You took a shower. Yeah. You got lip flakes on the pillow. You're not allowed to Mm-mm. go to a lip sense party again. Also, I think it shows yet again that anytime your body senses any sort of peril, it's like abort and just pukes. Just pukes it just at pukes. the drop it of does. a hat. It just, it's got an automatic eject button in my tum-tum <laughs> and it's like, just get it out. Just get it out. It's actually kind of, you know, that kind of mirrors my personality. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like if I start to feel threatened, get the get, fuck away just, from me. Get, get, it. Out. Yes. get out. Yes. Yes. My body has a very flight response. You also described your stomach this week to me, your tum tum, as a uh, iconic bitch. Yes. Who, you know, plays by her own rules. Should be feared and respected. That's right. Mm-hmm. I respect her, but I also fear her. <laughs> iconic bitch. <laughs> this point she's going down in history <laughs> she's just protecting you mm-hmm. that's all we need to come up with a good name i think for her for the tum-tum yeah Ooh. yeah she needs a good name she needs a really she needs good... like a drag name yes she needs like yes. you know creme brulee or something yes. like that yes. along those lines yes yeah. okay yeah all right we'll think about it okay yeah yeah that's our assignment if you have week. any suggestions let yeah, us know let us yeah. know yeah <laughs> what should we call erin's iconic bitch of a tum-tum yes Let me know. I'd love to hear. (laughs) In the meantime, happy reading. I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're they're coming out of me, and... To me, I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman. 
in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor, the final evidence, the heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You, you, you hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not, that's just, it's just fact. <laughs> because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D Woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.